0: Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics present Big Talk on Little Rock, a deeper look inside Little Rock Trojan Athletics. Now, here is your host of Big Talk on Little Rock, the voice of Little Rock women's basketball, Trey Shap. Welcome back to another edition of Big Talk on Little Rock. Trey Shap sitting down with the GOAT. Joe Foley, about to enter your twentieth season here at Little Rock, your thirty sixth overall is a head coach in collegiate basketball coach. I thought after last season you might be done, <laughs> but you spent a little time on the beach in Pensacola. Little Rock's moving to a new conference, and you decided you know boy, I might give it one more try to get to the big dance. Is that what you were thinking
1: that plus you know I wanted to uh. To make sure what I wanted to do, you know, I think that when you get to, to where I am in my career, uh, and from what I see from other athletes and other coaches, that sometimes they really don't know, and they take a little time and they say, yeah, "I want to do it," or "No, I don't want to do it." And when I took a little time and thought about, you know, what what I wanted to to uh, continue to do the rest, you know, for another year, it was be with the kids. And I just wasn't ready to give up being with kids. And, uh, you know, I I enjoy coaching. I enjoy being on the floor. And the more I thought about it, the more I knew I wouldn't be happy if I wasn't doing it. So, you know, I just wanted to to come back and, and work with another group and see what it was going to – because each team's different. And, you know, the last two years have been pretty tough because of COVID. Uh, the flow of the season hasn't been the same. You lose kids during – you know, when they're gone for two or three weeks at a time in December, uh, some coaches handled it evidently pretty well. Some didn't. Right. And, you know, some circumstances was a lot different than other teams. So, you re- you know, it really wasn't, you know, it was adversity. And I didn't think we handled it real well. And I didn't want to quit because I've always had a lot of, you know, every year you want to have adversity with teams. And uh, that's kind of the first time I felt like adversity got me. And I thought, you know, that's a good learning lesson. And you're always trying to teach kids uh, from learning is is by going through adversity. So that was one of the first things I thought about was, you know, hey, we didn't do what I thought we were capable of doing. And that falls back on me. And I don't want to quit when something is my fault.
0: What was the reaction of your wife, Chris? Because I think she was kind of looking forward to traveling <laughs> and going
1: going places. Well, you know, the first thing she's worried about more is, is uh, me being happy. You know, I think that any partner is like that, you want your partner to be happy and do what they want to do. Just like when, you know, I knew she had a hard time wanting to retire. And she kept going for a few years after she thought she's going to retire. Right. And when she did retire, I think it was the right time, and she enjoys retirement. So, you know, she wants me to make sure that that's, you know, I'm ready for it and, you know. She was a little bit surprised like the rest of us. But, uh, you know, I think she knew exactly what, what was going through my mind.
0: I know that before COVID hit, uh, she was traveling with the team and enjoying it and being around the girls and being around you and and the coaches and everything. Is is that something as we move into the Ohio Valley that she's going to get to see some new towns with us as well? Is she going to get back on the bus this year? Oh, yeah. She's already started talking about it then. <laughs> and, uh
1: you know, she did enjoy it because, you know, when you go and coaching for 44 years, that's a lot of kids. And, you know, she's always taught, so it's always kept her away from us at times. Uh, she's got closer to some teams because, you know, just because of her job and my job. And, you know, the people could come to the house and things. Kids could come over and eat and things like that, but she never really got to travel and never got to see – a lot of things that really took place during the year and just you know hearing me talk about it or seeing what happened you know she wanted to know why you know and she always got to see the big games at the end of the year she always took off you know and took the kids and that was always great but uh, you know just during the year she got she had to miss all that so i think just seeing uh, especially on this level where we travel to and the places we go and And being around the kids, I think uh, she really enjoys it. And I think she's going to have fun this year.
0: We've got a lot to dissect here in this episode of Big Talk on Little Rock. Let's first talk about the roster. Uh, It looks like a complete overhaul.
1: It is. It is. And, uh, you know, it's something that, uh, like I say, I felt we needed to do. And some of it was on the players. Some of it was on us. I felt like we needed to and again this this is when you get away and you look at the year you've had and what, what took place and why you think it took place and you gotta evaluate what you do if you're gonna be successful and you gotta realize where you make mistakes and you know, to me that's again, that's part of it. And uh, you know, so I thought that uh, you know, a change would be good, get a bunch of new kids in here, new blood. It's kind of like changing jobs. Maybe sometimes it brings new life to you, and and I think that that's what kind of what we did.
0: Well, you're going to have uh, the senior Angelique Francis went through an injury at the end. She played through a lot of pain at the end of the season last year, but she looked good. Saw a little bit of her down there in practice today. She looks good, and, and as always, I mean, it's just a physical specimen that she is.
1: Exactly, and you know, uh, you know, she's learned what we need from her, and I think ready to give it to us. And, you know, it's her and Tia and DJ, uh, you know, I think that that's what they've got to do. And uh, I've been real happy with them this summer. I mean, we've had three weeks now of summer practice, and they're bringing enthusiasm. They're early to practice. And, you know, what? Well, that's something that, you know, I felt we've got to get back to, to the basics of if you don't enjoy what you're doing and you're not – Going to be, you know, to me, if you enjoy it, you're going to be early and you're going to stay late. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you're probably not in what you need to be doing. And so, you know, as a coaching staff, I think that, uh, you know, we understand that we got to get those kids with the right frame of mind. And, uh, you know, if you get that, to me, that's that's the battle right there is doing what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. And that's called discipline. And, you know, our kids, you got to be disciplined, but you got to have enthusiasm with it and i think that that's kind of the things that we're teaching and they're learning and they're picking up on and i think they're accepting and uh you know i think we've got more coaching done in the last three weeks than maybe we had in the last three months of the year last year because you know if kids want to learn they'll they'll listen they'll do it and so i i i enjoy that part of it and i think those guys you know when i talked to them about coming back it was my emphasis that if you don't want to do this don't come back, right, and you know if you don't want to have the enthusiasm for what we're trying to get accomplish, then there's no use in us even trying and so I think everybody's on the same page. I think everybody's trying to please each other and not let each you know to me, I always tell them if, if you if you're not worried about your teammates and it, you know it's like this morning we had practice, had to practice eight o'clock because the gym had stuff coming. First time we really had to get up early and practice, and they were still 10 minutes early. Last year's team wouldn't have done that. Right. And to yeah. me, and that's what I told them. And, I, you know, I try to make sure kids understand when you're doing things right and when you're doing things wrong. And that's what I told them. I said, you know, we did something that we didn't do the whole last year. And I said, that tells me you want to be here. Right. And if you want to be here, we'll get something done. So, uh, you know, you're right on the player change, but that's, that's what we got to do.
0: I think the highlight of last year for me was seeing the smile on the faces – of the bench when ha- Haley Honaker was able to do what she did against South Alabama and Mobile. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she got her shot blocked, but then she was able to grab the rebound, put it back up, score, and then go down the other end and draw a charge.
1: Well, and, and that's, you know, the key is you got to enjoy what your teammates are doing. Take pride in what you're doing. Enjoy what your teammates are doing. And, you know, that's what I enjoy is watching teams play well. You know, John Wooden always talked about, you know, it's better to – uh to give a kid encouragement and, you know, tell them they're accomplishing and instead of being negative all the time and uh, berating them and things like that, you'll get a lot more out of them. And so our kids, this this group is learning. I think, teams in the past have known that we would much rather praise them than criticize them. Mm-hmm. And so, when you know, when you're getting praised, you're going to accomplish a lot more. But you've got to understand there's got to be discipline with them.
0: The uh, newer newcomers, if you will, some of those that have come in. You've got some transfers. You've got some graduate seniors, uh, some from – I think this might be the first year that you're basically all over the world when you're bringing them in. I mean, Australia, England, Spain. Uh, this is, uh, this is a, a different class than what we are used to here at Little Rock.
1: Well, and to me personally, uh, I'm kind of enjoying it. You know, I've been around and I love Arkansas. I have, of course, grew up here and I love Arkansas kids. But it's kind of fun to bring kids in from other places that we learn stuff from just about their culture, about their life. And it kind of it brings interest to the team. You know, we get to learn from, you know, the girl fully we got from London, you know, Toyosi. You know, she talked the other day. She said, "I'm I'm kind of peckish and i said what what is peckish peckish means i'm hungry (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to use that this year coach i'm kind of peckish where are we going to eat exactly exactly and you know it just brings a little enlightenment brings a little enthusiasm and fun and so i i'm going to enjoy it and i'm not used to that because like i say we've always recruited pretty regional and uh you know, not a, but, you know, with the way the portal is now, I think you've got to change as a coach. I think, you know, I had to change. And, you know, it's the freshmen we're bringing in are good freshmen. They've got to play some for them to be happy. Or otherwise, I think they leave on you. We're used to when I got the Charday Collinses and the Ryans and those people, I knew I had them for four years. Right. And, you know, it wasn't a big deal whether they played as freshmen. It wasn't a big deal. You know, what happened that freshman year, they knew they had to earn their spot. And some of them didn't even play. And then, you know, they're MVPs of the the conference whenever they're seniors. That's not going to happen anymore. That ain't going to happen. So, you know, when you coach 44 years, you see a lot of things. And I'm seeing a lot in the last two years.
0: And it's uh, basically survive and adapt, or you're you're just going to get lost.
1: No, you're going to get lost and you're going to be frustrated. Yeah. So I, you know, I've learned. Like I say, I always thought that the most important thing was loyalty, and I still think it's important for kids to learn. But uh, you know, it's it's not what's being taught as far as college athletics. I think that, you know, why I got them for however long I got them, I'm going to preach it. and I'm going to try to teach it. But uh, you know, it's not something that they're learning coming up through a lot of them now. You know, that's one thing in recruiting. We've tried to talk to the parents about loyalty, and we want your kid here for four years and how important we think it is. And we may have lost some recruits because of it, but uh, I would still like to have kids that felt like being in Little Rock was the most important place for them to be Mm -hmm. and that we we think it's the most important for them to be here. And so we're trying to still sell that, but it is a little bit different the way kids perceive it.
0: Let's look at this uh, new conference. Okay. And moving to the Ohio Valley, 10 teams Eastern Illinois, Lindenwood, or Lindenwood, pardon me, Moorhead State, Southeast Missouri, SIUE, that's Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, Southern Indiana, Tennessee State, Tennessee Tech, and UT Martin. And of the nine opponents, eight are within six and a half hours of the campus. And, coach, one thing that I like. Is we're going back to double headers in oh, conference play. Thursday, it. Saturday, girls and then guys. You you like that?
1: I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, I was growing up coaching double headers. Arkansas Tech, nineteen years here. Uh, I don't remember what it was thirteen years, maybe double headers. Probably, probably. And uh, you know, uh, starting at five fifteen or five five thirty, whatever we decide we're going to do this year. Uh, makes me no difference if they get here by that second half <laughs> and fill this gym and watch us and the boys. I think that 's always been a success for the fans. I think the fans you know uh, would rather do that come and watch both of us play, and you know they don 't have to sit here from five till nine thirty they can come and like I say, but uh, if you 've got a crowd in those bleachers at last half. That means – It helps a lot. It helps a lot. We've won a lot of games because we've had good crowds at the end of the game carry us through when it counts. And uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think the boys are looking forward to it. I think they feed off – you know, when you've got a good women's program and you've got a good men's program, I think your fans feed off that and that they enjoy seeing two teams on one night do a good job, get to play against, uh, you know, good teams and, and do things that uh, – you know, it gives them the opportunity to say, all right, we can go and see both teams. Don't have to worry about seeing the men this week twice. The women, you know, are gone. See them twice next week, I think. So, it, it, it condenses it down for them, but it gives them a little bit more for their, for their banging too.
0: When you look at the Ohio Valley Conference, can you handicap it for us?
1: Oh, I mean, no. I don't – <laughs> I, I don't even – You haven't know.
0: pulled tape yet on Tennessee pulled, Martin and uh, Lindenwood. The and
1: thing about Tennessee Martin is – You've you, scrimmaged them. As you probably – like I say, we've scrimmaged them for 10 years in, in a row probably. And they've come here about 90% of the time because I know the coach very well. And uh, he's from Hot Springs. And he brings his team. And then he takes them to the lake down Hot Springs and stays for a couple of days. So, I, we've had a built-in uh, bonus right there with, with Kevin wanting to come here.
0: I don't think they'll be taking the team to the lake in January. I don't
1: think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But, uh, you know, I, they're always one of the better teams. Uh, I know they finish, uh two a lot of times, and they've made it to the NCAA once or twice. So, I think that, uh, you know, with Belmont getting out, they probably move up to that spot where they're continuing, you know, fighting for the number one. I think that, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be that team that they're fighting against like them in Belmont. So hopefully it'll be us too. I think that there's a good chance that that's what's going to happen. But now there may be some up-and-coming teams that I don't know about in this conference that, uh, you know, I haven't paid attention to because, you know, you until you get to the NCAA and, and you see who's really there, you, you have a tendency not to know what's going on in a lot of conferences, you know. And so I, have you know, never imagined would be in this conference and didn't even think about it. So I haven't paid attention to their conference except for Kevin and Belmont because I knew that was the two top teams. So right. these other teams that were underneath them may be uh, pretty dang good. I know their conference as far as RPI was just as good as ours was last year. And – uh You know, so that means a lot that we're kind of playing in the same top conference that we played in for the last 10 years, 15 years, 20 years now. And, uh, you know, so that that tells me that we've got a chance, but it also tells me we've got to be ready to play or we won't make it.
0: New this year at the Jack for those that come out, they can see the new video boards. There's going to be a new court design. But one thing they can't see is the locker rooms. And can you explain to me how that helps in recruiting when you got the new flashy locker room design that you're going to have?
1: Everything that's got flash to it right now helps in recruiting. <laughs> I mean, there's so much going on in recruiting that means so much to people, and you know, you say, well, that that's really not that big a deal, or that's really, well, it's what it's all combined. It's not just one thing. The locker rooms are going to be one thing. Uh, naturally, the, the floor is going to be one thing, the video boards, then the school, then, you know, naturally the, the NLI, all all the money and all that stuff is, you know, it's all combined now to what kind of package can you put in front of people? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't have something, then you that's going to knock you down on the list. And uh, so it was time for us to, to remodel, to get a little bling. Uh, Coach Walker was, I think, really the – the one behind pushing this and and naturally he's got two and and we've got two in the women uh, but at least uh you know our athletic department ad realized and got the money together for us and it's it's very important
0: the conference schedule the conference put out and uh it's a it's a good slate but the non-conference schedule again a tough non-conference schedule you're always going to play tough non-conference games You've got six games here at the jack Stevens Center, five away. You're going to play five SEC teams again. Those include Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M here at the Jack, Alabama and and Auburn on the road. And then we're also going to play Missouri State, which uh, was not that long ago, making it to the uh, Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament.
1: Well, they had great teams. They really had a great team. And, uh, you know, we were fortunate to – to play them and get them back on we used to play when even back when they had great teams in the past and they've always been a a great women's program it's it's a program that's a you know that I kind of patterned Little Rock after uh Springfield's kind of same type city they do a great great job supporting their women's program and uh Carol Burnett was there for years I got to go to the Olympic Festival with her and coach under and learned a lot but uh i think that that program is one of the premier been major women's programs in the country there's no doubt and uh so you know i think that that schedule uh just shows again how much respect that we've gained on on this level uh because those teams uh you know i've talked to george about it he's talked to me about it a lot uh it comes through i think a lot of uh friendship started with and then because we were able to win and and do the things that we've done as far as RPI and things, those teams know they can play us, and if we do beat them, it's not going to hurt them. And and when they get to the a chance to get on the board for the NCAA and get seedings, and they know it could help them. Mm-hmm. And they you know they know they're not taking a chance. And Coach Blair always told me he said, hey, we want to play you just simply because we know you're going to have a great RPI and you're going to win 20 games. You're probably going to win the conference a lot. And when we go in there and the NCAA board and they see who you've played and they pull that up, they say, well, there's a quality quality win. And, you know, so uh, I think that, like I say, it started with a lot of friendships and getting people to, to come. You know, Karen Aston was at Texas. Blair was there. Vic was at Mississippi State. I know all those, you know, Mikes at Arkansas. So it got us off. And now it's just a common thing that, you know, you, do, you don't see that happening in a lot of mid-majors where you got uh, – top 15, top 10 teams coming into your place and playing. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I'm I'm proud that uh, we get to play those people for our fans. Uh, our fans talk about the schedule every year and how hard it is. And, you know, some say, well, why do you do that? And I do it for them. I, I do it for our kids and for them. You know, I enjoy competing against the best I always have. And to get that opportunity means a lot, but I think it means a lot to our players. I think it means a lot to our fans. And I know, you know, media loves to talk about it. And it gives, you know, when you come in here and watch, uh, you know, as Mississippi State at that time, that runner-up NCAA runners-up, and you get a chance to see them in person, Mm -hmm. not not, many schools can say that. No. And uh, so, you know, I'd love to do, keep this up and uh you know this is what i what i enjoyed and this is what i envisioned and didn't know that we'd get that many sec teams i was gonna say five, five of, them. of them yeah you know, i feel like now we, <laughs> we just play in the sec the first semester yeah, sec west exactly let's just join them yeah, exactly so <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll take that paycheck when they send uh, out the, the, it, the, split know, the money up i know
1: georgia like that <laughs> they'd send us one of those big checks at the yeah. end of the year but uh but no, it's a lot of fun, and I it, it keeps me motivated, uh, and that's that's what you want. Anything that uh, is a challenge, and you know it's going to pre- present adversity again, and that's what's what our kids are going to learn from. So it it just helps every way around.
0: And you look at uh, Texas A&M, but it'll be the first time that Gary Blair's not on the bench. It will
1: be, and that's that's going to be a, a different feeling. You know, I I really enjoyed being around coach Blair when he was in Arkansas we got to know each other real well played golf together a lot and then we started competing against each other and uh you know I really enjoyed seeing him and uh, I know the the whole women's coaches are gonna gonna miss coach Blair being out there everybody was was always you know enlightened to see coach Blair always wanted to be around coach Blair and he always had his stories and he always had his candy yeah and you know, if you played in golf, you were going to lose a dollar because he was going to set the bet up where he couldn't lose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that uh, you know he he was fourth, he was third all time on the active winning list, and then when he retired, you still had a couple of games left in the conference tournament to where I was able to say you are third active winning as coached at the time, <laughs> and now I've got a full season that I can say that because you're you're only behind Tara Vanderveer at Stanford and Geno Ariema at UConn. With Coach Blair's retirement. You're third on that list now.
1: Okay. Well, you know, I think I'd have to stay in this game a long, long time to pass <laughs> either one of those. I mean, that's that's two unreal uh, coaches. And, you know, you get to see their kids and teams every year, and it's just so much fun. And, you know, I did I, – I, I really uh, – it really hurt when we didn't get to bring Connecticut in here. I was really hoping for I our know. fans that we would get that done. and then COVID. COVID hit us and – That was, you know, that was really something I thought would be special for us.
0: Well, it comes to a point in this podcast where we're about to wrap it up, but there's some big news that's about to happen with Little Rock, Little Rock basketball, and and you. There are only four women's basketball coaches that will have their name on a court. Gary Blair at Texas A&M, Kay Yow at NC State, and Pat Summit at Tennessee. Your name is going to be on the court of the Jack Stevens Center. I'm I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Yeah. I'm sure that means a lot.
1: It does, and you know you're you're making me feel it now. But uh, you know that, and that's what you want is uh, you want it to be special for people, not for, not for me, for people. And uh, I think the thing that got me the most was it was the players. The players is what got it done. And uh, you know that's. That meant more to me than anything. And uh, the people you work with. You know, that's that's the key is you know, I thought about you know, why why does this happen to people and why has it happened to me and George knows and he talked to me about it and he, I said, Well, it'll be all right until the day that we, we do it. But uh it, it you know, I don't like it as as much as, you know, you'd like to I say I don't like it. It just means that, uh, you know, I I touch people's hearts. And that's what you want. You know, I had a lot of people touch my heart when I was growing up. And I think the thing that, maybe the reason it happens is because, uh, you know, you you want to, my dad was one, it's kind of hard to please. And I always wanted to please my dad. And uh, there's a lot of people that uh, where I grew up at that uh, were kind of like that for me. As You know, I worked in grocery stores. I worked uh, highway department.
0: Could you imagine being on the highway department in this heat? <laughs>
1: oh, man. <laughs> I remember working for the highway department and driving a steel roller roller and my boots melted.
0: <laughs> oh, god That was heat.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Those people I worked with, there's people at the banks, there's people that's in every field, like like you say, I worked in a grocery store, and they worked harder than I did. You know, they were great people. And, you know, they didn't get this. And, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, I'm not any better than those people. I shouldn't get something like this, you know, because there's coaches out there that I thought, of, you know, that's coached in, that's coaching right now in high school, junior high. They're better coaches than I am, but they ain't got the breaks I got. They don't have the players I got. So, you know, for me, I think it's about realizing that, you know, it's a great honor, but, uh, you know, you got to keep keep it in perspective. You're not better than anybody else because of it. And, uh, you know, I, I think I've always thought of, that uh, I worked hard and that's why the reason I learned it is because I grew up in a place, which was Melbourne, and I had, I worked in a grocery store. I had a boss there. His name was Sun Lamb, one of the best people I've ever been around. He expected me to do things right. Mm-hmm. I worked, like I say, in a grocery store. I had people, the bosses that I respected, and I wanted to please them. And just like here, I, I've had several bosses, and several people that you know come to this program to watch us be good want us to be good expect us to be good and i want to please them and i think that that's what they taught me thank god i was brought up with people that taught me those lessons that you know it wouldn't i'm entitled to this or i'm entitled to being a division one coach there's a million coaches that would like to be in a division one coach like to coach at arkansas tech and like I say, there's a lot of coaches out there that deserve it. They just didn't get that break. And, and I, I did, and I took advantage of it. But the key was, I, you know, I, I, the reason I like it right now is because, again, I know the players are the ones that wanted it done.
0: And that's what I think, Coach, it goes back to is the type of players that you have been able to bring in and build this program around they are the ones that went to the athletic director and said, it's time. Yeah. We need to get Coach Foley's name on the court. Yeah.
1: And, and like you say, I hope I taught them the lesson that I was taught. We want to please you. You know, I, I still want to please. That's the reason I'm here. That's reason you heard me say it earlier. I still want to please the people in Little Rock that we want to have a great program for you. I want to please our administration. And, you know, to me, that's that's the way you should look at accomplishing things is you're doing it for other people. You want to please people. You don't want to, like I say, I'm not entitled to that. I'm not entitled to anything any more than anybody else. There's people that, like I say, work harder in jobs that nobody will ever know about, but they know. And I felt like I know I worked at this and I loved it. But this kind of puts it. To where everybody understands this is the reason I did it, it was because I, I enjoyed my players. I love my players, and I hope they all take pride in this. And it's really their name out there.
0: And I think what's cool is the fact that it's going to happen against a power five opponent <laughs> in Ole Miss on November the 13th. That's a Sunday that will be a lot of former players here in the Jack. That Sunday, there will be a lot of former Trojans in the Jack that Sunday. And I wouldn't be surprised that there might even be some former coaches that you coached against in the Jack that Sunday. And the bigger thing is you're going to get to coach on your own court for at least the rest of this season and hopefully another one or two until you decide to retire. Sure, sure.
1: I and mean, that that will be – it will be good. Uh, like I say, that day I really – It'll be. It'll be tough, won't it? It'll be tough. <laughs> it'll be tough, and you know, I, I, you know, like I say, everybody likes to be patted on the back, but you, you know, I realize that. Uh, well, you know, it's well deserved. Yeah, well, I, and I appreciate that. But uh, like I say, it was just something that uh, – you know, I, I didn't envision it, I didn't ask for it, I just enjoy. Yeah, you know, I enjoy getting praise from my dad. I enjoy getting praise from my bosses, and I dang sure enjoy getting praise from my players. So, you know, that's all I can say. Well,
0: coach, I- I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to that day. I'm I'm re energized. Um, and I can tell you are. I-, I saw a little bit of practice today. I can tell you're ready I'm to go it. and it'll be here before we know it.
1: I'm loving it. I I, I- like I told George the other day, uh he said, "Well, how's it going?" I said, "I'm having more fun right now than I've had in the last three or four years, and I am. I'm going to enjoy it." Uh, you know, I learned a while back. Uh, you know, I wish I'd been this this mature when I'd won those. You know, I I say, "Ah, that's ridiculous." But when I was around, when I was with those teams, won back-to-back national championships. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I'd been mature enough to tell them how how much I'd loved them, how much that, that you know they they meant. But then it was more about you're young. You want to prove that you are a winner and, you know, about you just wanted to win. And now it's more about uh, relationships, more about getting people to realize they can do things that's special. And like I say, people helped me realize how important it was to try to do something special and be as good as you can be. And fortunately, I learned that evidently at a young age. And like I say, I'm always going to go back to the people I had around me. And uh, that's the reason I'm trying to provide this bunch the same. You know, it's good to be praised, but you got to earn it.
0: Well, you've touched their lives. You've touched a lot of lives. You've touched my life, and I can't thank you enough. And it's good to be with you, and we're looking forward to the season. And tickets, they're on sale right now. So get your season tickets. You want to make sure you're in the Jack on November the 13th when the Jack Stevens Center will officially have Joe Foley's name on the court. Thanks for listening to Big Talk on Little Rock with Trey Schaap. This was a presentation of Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics.